the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today, tomorrow, 60 outside, maybe motorcycle riding weather and 58 on Monday. The MC Expo is going on right now. It's one of the stops today. And we got some background noise. I don't know where's that coming from. Is that they're drilling in the building again? Um, I, I led with this. And uh, by the way, thank Brother Jeff came on, talked about Fannie Willis. Uh, have you ever been arrested? So this was um, the great debate. And when the Colorado House leader, GOP leader, um, uh, excuse me, Mike Lynch, the congressional candidate, was arrested in 2022 on a Dewey and gun charges. And they were all together for this debate. And the magic question gets asked about, have you ever been arrested? Because uh, the then again, former leader Lynch was. And um, this is what happened. This is Kyle Clark. I'm no fan of Kyle Clark with his lifting this, but. Somehow people became very angry that I would dare play this. That's why we do talk radio. Have you ever been arrested? Play it if you would. We are getting some feedback tonight on Republican congressional candidates getting cheered at last night's debate when most of them said they've been arrested. Have you ever been arrested? (laughs) Do we get this? lot of feedback from both viewers and political talkers in town trying to explain away that moment. And a lot of the explanations don't make sense when you stop to think. People are claiming that, you know, the arrests are fun or funny because they were all for minor charges or that that being arrested makes a politician relatable like everyone else. Stop and think about that. The cheers and laughter about six of the nine Republican congressional candidates being on uh, being arrested. That all came before anybody said a word about why they were each arrested. The most recent, the most prominent arrest of somebody up on that stage was State Rep Mike Lynch for drunk driving and a weapons charge. I mean, not super funny stuff for anybody who cares about responsible gun ownership or their loved ones avoiding death by drunk driver. I watched Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and Trent Lisey next to her smile and and high five over their arrests. He's all about backing the blue. Did he know that one of Boebert's arrests was for an altercation with law enforcement? She says that she moved districts across the state to protect her family. Did she know that Lisey was convicted of harassment after he got physical during a domestic dispute? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they and the crowd didn't know those details that they were just cheering the fact that they're all part of a political party where defying the law these days is a badge of honor. 303-696-1971. Actually, we began the show this morning with full lines, and I think this first time we have open lines. 303-696-1971. Have you ever been arrested? What for has it followed you? And uh, what do you make of that moment so, and it's also other just really open lines, good topics. 710 Canyon. You want ski season is in full swing. The snow's good. Um, Winter Park was, you couldn't get there for five days because of the snow, because there was avalanches on Berthoud. 
So you know what it means. It's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport and get all of your great gear, new gear for the season or rentals for your kids or grandkids. Take it from me. If you need any ski or snowboard gear, go to Larson Ski and Sport. I've represented him now for 20 years almost. And John Larson, I watched Jack grow up, who's now John's son, who's there. And that kid knows what he's talking about. The guys at Larson's take time to get to know you and your family and match you with all the right brands so you can enjoy your time on the hill. All kinds of new skiing equipment or just things you want to rent, test drive, I don't care. Larson's will find a way to get to know you and your family and match you up with all the right brands so you can enjoy your time on the hill. Larson's is so convenient. Stop on the way up the hill or on the way home. The big wooden building south of I-70 on Kipling. I say it all the time. You're headed westbound and you get off on I-70. Uh, get off on I-70. Get off I-70 on Kipling. Come down the ramp. And make a left, go south, right back underneath I-70. Come out the other side, look to the west, look to your right. And you see the Crab Shack? Right next to the Crab Shack, there's this great big wooden box building. And that, my friends, is Larson Ski and Sports, seven days a week. Rent and demos. Remember, if you are got your kids and grandkids, always rent. Because their feet are going to be bigger next year. Snowboarding. Uh, Alan Samuel from Machine Gun Tours. Big fan goes over there. And he works out stuff all the time with snowboards. Larson Ski and Sports. South of I-70 on Kipling. Stop in today. Tell him I sent you. John, Paul, all the guys at Larson's. The absolute experts in everything you need for winter sports. Seen a man. Larson Ski and Sport. L-A-R-S-O-N-Sport.com, South of I-70 on Kipling, 303-423-0654. It is simply the best. All right, we go to Dustin. Dustin, you waited. Good morning. You're on the show. Good morning, Uncle Pete. Always good to hear you on a Saturday. I'm Thank you. really appreciative to have you lingering around here, and I hope it Thank still you. continues. I will. Uh, uh, Kyle Clark, has that guy ever heard of a guy named Ted Kennedy there that actually ended up with a DUI and killed somebody? Actually, uh, I, I would wonder, but I, I suspect Clark's pretty smart. I suspect he would know Ted Kennedy, but Chappaquiddick is what you're bringing up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The, I mean, the uh, this stuff's been going on for so many decades. When 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 does the truth actually get let out about all this cover-up and uh, uh, everybody that gets into the club seems to get a, a wet blanket thrown over them every time they catch fire. How 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 do we stop this? I your, your question's great. I mean, I keep I hearken back to when I we broke the story on Denver Players and Sugar when we had the um, we had the the call sheet and here was said Michael City Government and. So, and you called the number, it was Sheik and I, and there's Mike, Michael Hancock, who was running for mayor, was a customer of Denver Players, Denver Sugar. Um, How many more names are on there that you're wet blanking that you couldn't let out? No, I, is, I actually, is, the is only, there a number to it? No, I'll tell you what. Um, I, 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 the man who ran Players and Sugar, then he had sold it, and he was under house arrest. I've told the story where I was taken to where he was. I heard it. Yep. And um, and I, I never did. I, I never saw the list, but I can tell you a story. This is a true story. Um, we were testing motorcycle pipes because they were breaking. Um, they, were, they were pulling guys over and getting them for loud pipes. And we, we tested a Denver cop bike, and it, was, it wasn't any louder than the bikes that they were busting. 
So we were testing at, at old um, Freedom, was it Freedom Harley? Yeah, over on, on West Colfax with the Fistel brothers, mm-hmm. the fabulous the Fistel brothers. And now yeah. Avalanche is now, the, it's now Avalanche, but it was Freedom. Right. And um, mm-hmm. anyhow, so a, this um, Mercedes pulled over and guy got out and I'm looking at him. He fit in there like, what are you doing here? And he told me that he had been... He was a he was a um, a customer and uh, he had a family and I was, I was going through a divorce and I knew what would happen. Other than that, the only guy uh, the the guy who was running it only named one guy and he never named anybody else. I'm told that the um, that and by some pretty reliable sources that the uh, the true list of his customers or clients uh, is still in the police lockers. Uh, I never saw the entire list. The only one I saw, I saw one page, and it was all blacked out except for Michael Hancock. So That's, that's, that's our local Epstein uh, situation now, isn't it? Well, what was interesting ab- about that was, and I never thought, and to this day I don't believe, that they're, they're, they were... That when the cover up began and it did, they they weren't covering up for this young guy from the city council who had just become mayor. They were covering up for themselves, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, a, a, a curtain dropped over that, and um, you know I, I I got fired off of that job. But when I had the guy booked to do the show, I don't know if I ever told the story in here. It's you know it's so what now. But the um, the program director at at KHAL then was a guy named Dan Mandis. You were going to get stifled there, weren't they, you? They were trying to stop me. They mm-hmm. actually tried to stop me. I had the um, Scotty Ewing was his name, mm-hmm. and um, he called the radio show. He was under house arrest, and he was wearing the Irish Rolex. and uh, And he said, "You know, you're the only you know the only guy and do da do da and." Come and he sent. I met a woman on the street who was standing there waiting, and I'm telling you, it was a bond thing. And I went to his house and sat on the couch with him and talked to him for two hours. And uh, then I asked him to do the radio show, and he he didn't do he wasn't doing interviews. And he if said, "You got that close to a local thing. How big do you think the national thing is, Pete?" Oh. With, I, I just with say, Hunter Biden with yeah, with, sure, with all these sure. people, Epstein, all Clinton, sure, sure. the line goes on. Agreed, but tend to end my experience. So I said well, he was leaving town. He was they couldn't. This guy was such a hot potato. They, you know, they they anyhow. So he's leaving town. I said, come to the radio show, and he agreed. And I've been billboarding it all week. Like he's and, and the show was hot. And I said, "Oh, I remember." He's, he's coming into studio. He's coming into studio. The night before, and this is on my grandson. I get a phone call. Mm-hmm. I get a phone call from um, Dan Mandis, who was program director, and he said, uh, "You can't have him in studio." And I said, "This guy's the biggest get in Colorado." Are you kidding me? The hell I can. And um, he said, "I said I'm going to do it." Then the next phone call came from the guy up the ladder from him, and I said, "Look, I said I quit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this. You're not gonna control the show." 
The third phone call came from somebody I just detest, and I'm not going to mention his name. Mm-hmm. And and he and he, I said to him, I said, then I said, if you if you're not going to let me put this guy on the air, you can have the show. Well, the show was pulling big numbers, and mm-hmm. and so I came in the next day, and it was with the Sheik, and we were set to go, and they brought this guy in. I, I again, on my grandson, they brought a guy in to sit in the studio with me when this guy and I I just stood up and said what are you doing in here I said are you going to be like this little watcher to make sure and he kind of nodded his head I said if you're not out of the studio and um, you know I said but get your hands up because you're going out and he cut and ran I'm, I'm serious about this and he cut and ran left the studio and Scotty Ewing came in the studio that day. I heard. And he he talked to me, he talked to me off the air, but he only gave one guy up, and it's not worth repeating, but he gave one guy up. And he told me that his his girlfriend was remember they had all those locations. They had the ballpark lofts, they were on Lincoln and Ellsworth. And his he and his girlfriend were lying in bed. And uh, watching TV, and this ad came on for Michael Hancock for mayor, and she said, Scotty, she said, he's one of our clients, and she didn't use that word. And mm-hmm. he said, and that's where they knew it was Michael Hancock, because there he is on television being the family Phone man. numbers, records. Yeah, all of it. And they, and they bootlegged me the sheet. And um, that's how we got on to that story. And we called him, we called him on air. We called the phone number, the cell phone, and it was Michael Hancock. And um, I believe me, man. I mean, I've been through, you know, shot through the grease a couple of times. But he asked me the question now. Sure. How much of these uh, things? Oh, I, listen, you and I, I you I and I got a little application one time. Only had three lines underneath it. Have you been arrested? I said, which time, yeah. which county, and which decade? Yeah. So you have. You know, me too. <laughs> me too. And it, 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 I, I ended it with uh, 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 no felonies, though. So yeah, I mean beefs. I mean, like you know, like uh, like you know that was. <laughs> but when I when I thought it when I when I was going to do this show, I thought, well, yeah, you know, you better you know cop to a couple yourself, and yeah, oh, sure, you know. Um, I appreciate the people that never have been, but, uh, you know. My view of the world. What are you going to do? You know what? Hey, the, what have what, a nice time at the show. What did John Gotti say? Don't trust nobody ain't been in prison, right? That's why I never. No, uh, more importantly, what John Gotti said is uh, you'll be sorry when I'm gone. He did. There's a book called uh, Mafia Rockstar, and it's exactly what he said. He said, you're going to wa- believe it. Yes. You're, you're going to want me so back. Do I. Look what we have now. Yep. Uh, you were talking with my buddy Don on here yep. a little earlier, and actually you gave a few props to Trump in, in regards to uh, Foreign policy. Uh, this policy, that policy, yep. the other policy. You said that we weren't welcome to Afghanistan, Iran, this and other. Uh, who's all welcome into our country that's coming in now, and who's responsible for well, it's, it? It's, it's the bench, basically the Democratic Party who runs every city and – no, it's like it's 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 readable. It's and I think it's very readable. But you don't have to be blind and read Braille to no, see I, what what I, all this is. Again, thank you. Good call. Thanks, brother. Um, HBot. We just talked about the. My daughter brought it up. HBot spas. 
HBOT stands for hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I got 43 hours, I think my daughter said. I, I can't tell you I mean, how good I feel. You breathe pure oxygen in a pressurized chamber. High oxygen environment enhances healing by boosting oxygen delivery to tissues, reducing inflammation, promoting recovery. Dr. McAllen, Dr. McAllen just bought one. And, um, and, and my friend Steve Wells is going to buy one. And they have them in their homes. Mel's got one. Pro athletes to stay-at-home moms. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy helps people of all ages, all walks of life. The H-Bot Spa. Tom Brady sleeps in one. Uh, the Grand Prix drivers in Europe use them. Pittsburgh Steelers use them. The benefits of oxygen therapy range from anti-aging, peak performance, post-surgical recovery, healing, increased oxygen levels, and it moves and releases all these stem cells. And I mean, I, I can't explain medically what happens, but I can explain just as an old guy. I recommend H-Pot, and they've helped me and my, my daughter, and they're open at Cherry Creek. And you go in there, I do an hour. We've done, I take a book in with, with me. 303-353-9623. Three, 303, right? 353-9623. Make the appointment, get the deal, visit them online, thehbotspa.com. Tell them I sent you. It really, 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 really works. Now, are we close to a break, my friend? I would take, take a Louie break. We have four lines. Lou Gonzalez in charge, 710 KNUS. Telling it like it is. Peter Boyles on News Talk 710 KNUS. Stevie Wonder on a Saturday, 710 KNUS, Denver's talk station, the 27th of January, 2024. An incredible weather. 50 will be the high. 60 tomorrow, but that's tempting, isn't it? And 58 on Monday, 61 on Tuesday. 710 KNUS, thanks for being here. And David Ellis, I saw David yesterday, and you heard me talk about the man taking your valuables to David Ellis Jewelers to get a fortune in cash, secure an appraisal from from David for all your valuables. you got to turn them in for your insurance. Got it all tucked away in your home. It's true. But the other reason to see David, just in case you don't have a Rolex, rare coins, a silver tea set, see David for all your most meaningful gift-giving occasions. David Ellis Jewelers at just the right items, just the right pricing. Valentine's Day is rushing up. See the man, an antique watch, an emerald pendant, a gold necklace, a diamond ring. This trusted jeweler has been buying precious metals and antiques in Colorado for decades and dazzling cases filled with hundreds of new and used pieces for loved ones, and they will treasure them. Visit David Ellis Jewelers. See for yourself. See the man. Look for the black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Explore DavidEllisJewelry.com. David Ellis is 303-322-8779. He's there as we speak. Black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. DavidEllisJewelry.com. See David. He is my he's my good friend. 303-322-8779. We go back to the phones. We go to Ralph. Ralph, good morning. You waited. Thank you. I'm going to take you off speaker. All right. Okay, you're off speaker. Done. Uh, outlaw. You're very interested in Jesse James, and I'm sorted from his neck of the woods in Missouri. And remember that he started out as being against the law of the union. He, was, he rode with, Quant, with Quantrill. He did. Yep. 
And that was the thing that outlaw means someone who is outside of the law and has two aspects. One, beyond the law's protection, but two, not obeying the law. And I think the question that we really should be looking at is why two-thirds of those candidates essentially were doing high fives because they had been outlaws outside the law, at least on one or two occasions. Mm. I'm not saying pro, I'm not saying against. But fundamentally, you look at the people that lost their houses in 2008, and they looked at the law, and they looked at Hank Paulson, and Hank Paulson saved Mm. the banks, and the banks used Chapter 11. Homeowners couldn't use Chapter 11. Why should they put up with a law? Yeah, but it's a different. different. No, I mean, it's none, none of those guys were had their hands up on the back of anything that you're describing. Um, you know, no, they, not 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 the serious crime. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, what there's an old saying. It's Elizabethan. Let me see if I can quote it properly. No man above the law, for if one be, then law shall cease to bind the rest of all mankind. Now, you and I, I'll just admit to this. I have broken the law numerous times between here and Denver. Speeding. So it's sort of like, well, there's there's where the bright line of the law is, and we're just taking an eraser and kind of erasing a little bit more. Look, 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 there's a difference. Look, when this guy, um, Mike Lynch, goes down, and he's drunk, he's got a gun with him. That's not speeding. Um some of them had a domestic V put on them, that kind of stuff. That's, I mean, that, that uh, you know, I'm not a big Kyle Clark fan, but points well taken. Um, and again, I always like Bob Dylan when Bob Dylan said to, to live outside the law, you have to be honest. And also in my, the world that I'm, I, I pleasantly enjoy, being an outlaw doesn't mean you're a criminal. Um, no, I've lived an outlaw life on talk radio and, and we were just talking about it. Um, you know, you don't, you know, t- outlaws don't mean you're a criminal. It just means you're an outlaw. And, you know, you can go with a lot of that in your life. But when you when you and with with Mike Lynch is drunk and he's got a gun with him, that's against the law. <sighs> you know, and. And when those guys are high fiving each other, come on, you know. And I, I'll, you know, I've been arrested, you know, more than once. But it isn't something I'd high five you over. I think it's different. And and Jesse James, that I'm kind of a geek about reading, and I really recommend that that book about Cole Younger and all those people. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they originally were with. Bloody Bill Anderson and Quantrill, and when the war was over, they just kept it up. They just kept it going, and they were who they were. Jesse James is certainly a, he's certainly psychotic, or verges on being a psychotic, and, and enjoyed killing enjoyed killing people. Exactly. I mean, I mean, but, see, but here, here's the here's the thing, Peter. People cannot. Or uh, maybe I'll put it another way. A number of people cannot understand Donald Trump supporters. To me, being a hillbilly, these are just good old boys. 
Now, does that mean that they, how shall I say, may or may not have a record? Sure. I got lucky I never got arrested. Should have been a number of times. Never did. But the thing is, what used to be a very, or was back in the days you're talking about in 1945, a very bright line is now becoming a very gray line, broader and broader and broader. We have a big power drill going on the other side of the wall over here today. Um, that's really pleasant for a talk show. But uh, um, I th- I, again, I think there's there's differences. And um, when people have been arrested and the reaction was applause and Kyle Clark points that out. And again, I'm no Kyle Clark fan. But regardless, you know, was that really the right time and the right place to do that? I'm not sure. Um, reactions have been mixed, but, you know, having been arrested, sure. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, my God, there was and there was a time when my father wouldn't come and get me. It's true. My father <laughs> said, leave him. I'm <laughs> It's a serious story, man. Like that it was generally for being in fights. And so we we did that stuff. You take care. All right, 303-696-1971. Speaking of outlaws, all my friends are getting... We're in a, you grow a mustache. I did. Look at that. Badass. Badass, it? <laughs> isn't it? Um, 303-696-1971. Check the time. It's 1231-29 before the hour. Listen to that. Let's go back to the phones. We go to Tracy. Tracy, that's, this is really first rate. Good morning, Tracy. You're on the show. Hey, what's what's going on, Peter? Hey, I, you, I've been a biker since I was four years old. I started out on the Indian Fifty. <laughs> There'll be one or two of them today. Yes, <laughs> and I'm fifty-four years old. So you know what kind of motorcycle that was? No, great bikes, great bikes. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was a good mini bike. And that Vincent you were discussing, I used to work for an. Old man over in Greeley, Colorado that owned a Yamaha dealership named Fred Franklin and he used to have a few of those old bikes. There's uh, the guy that called. I have a picture of me on that bike and I have it on my refrigerator. It's it's his Vincent and uh, all those, you know, the Hendersons and all that kind of stuff are just incredible. Oh yeah, Nortons and BSAs and Triumphs, the old the old triples and stuff. Yeah. They're they're cool rides, man. They really are. I had a couple of different Triumphs. Um I had I mean, you cop to it. I had I had a Honda. You know, most guys don't I, want Did you ever Hey, true did you ever have a Honda? Did I did had a, a CR500. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's I, I have this thing about it. People there's two 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 things with Hondas. There are people that say they had them and people that lie. <laughs> oh, oh I, I love I love Hondas. You you gotta you oh. gotta ride wings. I, 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 I love I love Harleys too, man. They're they're you know they're 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 really important bike and and if you ever get on an old Indian or something, you know it's got too much flex in the frame. It it ain't solid like a Harley. I'm telling you the truth. Well, I have a friend sitting in a room right now that has an Indian. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So you're making fun of her. She'll get upset. She's she's a road warrior. She rides an Indian. Listen, take 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 care, man. Um, pull the mic up in front of you. True. Pull the mic up in front of you. Today is the expo. 
And uh, True Iris here, retired major general, longtime biker. Um, there, we got, there you go. Light him up just a little bit there. You ever owned a Honda? Uh, car or motorcycle? Either one. <laughs> Neither. Neither one. <laughs> I don't know why I asked that. You know, no, American. I have not owned either. Oh, I, no. I'm afraid to ask the other question. Yeah. Re- retired major. You ever been arrested? I have never been arrested, honest to goodness. I believe that. Now, my wife has been arrested, and she spent a night in jail. Little Debbie, Debbie. believe it or not. Yeah. I, I know plenty. When, have you ever been arrested? I have. She has been. Yeah, see? Pull another microphone. Can you grab that microphone and pull it up? This is the original road warrior. I mean, this, this woman can ride. Rides an Indian, too. You ever been arrested? I have. For I'm fighting. A, see? I, that makes all the sense in the world. Did you win, lose, or draw? Oh, no, I won. Uh, there That's it is. That's why I went to jail. <laughs> she went to the hospital, and I went to jail. Ooh, see? <laughs> there you go. See? Nah, we, we, when Kenny comes, I'm afraid to ask him if, if he's ever been. I was arrested, you know, a couple times when we were kids. I was uh, like, my dad wouldn't come and get me one time. We had been in so much trouble. He said, let him stay. Trying to think, I I don't I can't think of any any. See, but you're one of the guys. You any went, law stuff? You went to the Air Force Academy. You did all that. Yeah, stuff. I was a good guy. Wasn't you weren't I? a good kid. <laughs> good kid. So today we're going to the expo, and um, this is our we do this. This is our tradition to go motorcycle season. See the weather? It's awesome. Sixty degrees tomorrow. Yep. We can ride. We can get out and ride. Let me take a couple more of these phone calls, and. Let's go to, uh, to Bob. Bob, you're on a radio show. Good morning. My friends are here. We're going to Expo in about uh, 25 minutes. Uh, good morning, Bob. Thank you. I'm sure glad you're back on the air. Thank um, you. I, we we kind of share some things together. I mean, I've always loved the mob. I love following stuff like yeah. that. I was always a big boxing fan and kind of a, not not as much as you and Joe Williams, but uh, I mean, I, I know a lot about boxing and I followed all that. But one of the things that really um, came up just recently is they're going to do a special on Netflix, and I think it starts tonight on Griselda Blanco. I, I saw that. The, I saw. She is the one before everybody else. She was there. I mean, she, she's the cocaine queen. Um, yes. She, yes, got, yes she, she was in the end. She was murdered. They murdered her. Um, well, yeah, and, and and she was she was the one that, that came up with the whole idea of killing people on motorcycles. That was her yep. idea. They had where, um, they, where the, the, they put a gunner get, on the back, get on those little motorcycles, yeah. and have somebody on the back, and yep. they have a machine gun, and that's how. And she was the one that started it all. Right? Yeah, they were tail gunners, and yes, and they absolutely. would pick they would pick people out. And uh, there's been so much written about that. And she she was before Chapo Guzman. She was before. Any of those people. Escobar. She, she, she hired Escobar. She hired Pablo. <laughs> yeah, she, he was. He was. He basically stole cars, and, and yes, and she got, she got him on on the path of, of who he became. But it was her. There were two books. There was two books. One book is called Killing Pablo, and the other book is Going After Pablo. And uh-huh. I, I'm just drawn to that stuff and the rise of the Pepe's. Yeah. I'm just saying, General, turn, turn, turn his mic back on. You know about the Pepe's? No. What I was going to say is there's a great series on Netflix, Narcos and Narcos Mexico. 
all about Escobar, and then and then it moves up north into Mexico. It's it'll it'll water your eyes. It'll almost scare you. It really. Oh, they're bad guys. Bad guys. And Pablo Escobar. Yeah, I, watch, I watch all those things. You'll you'll find them every now and then, where they 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 have a series and they they follow all the stuff around. I'm just fascinated by all this stuff. All this stuff that has. When I never when I never on. understood was what was enough. Um, and I'm, no. I'm Boston George, the guy that in the movie Blow. I mean, that's a true story. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it, what was enough? I mean, the guy had a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Why no. can't? Why were there? Help himself. He's still alive too. But no, he was, died. I was close to getting. Oh, it. Yes, he's. He came out of. He came out of prison. And right. um, I had a chance. To, I was working to try and get an interview, but I wasn't doing Monday through Friday anymore. And and he 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 died. They called me and said he died. Um, oh, is that right? Well, that's got to be pretty recent because he it was. Man, he had stories to tell. It was, and he was Pablo's guy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, he was right in the middle of everything. Right yes, in the middle of everything. But when you got that kind of money, why can't you quit? Why can't you walk away? It. No, it's a drug. It's it's a drug of money. Love. Yeah. yeah, it's the game, man. It's a game. It's the fun of the, the game. It's, ever, they don't even think about the fact that they're too, yeah. the the, the Eagles. The, the Eagles have that song, um, "Smugglers Blues," and I don't know if you've. I'm sure you've heard it. But yeah. he, he when one of the things they say is he, he you know they you hide it up in uh, where does he say hide it up in. They're about, about smuggling dope. And I hide it up and tell you. Does he say, tell you right? I don't know. Look look for Smuggler's Blues, Lou. But he, please. But he says, they hide it up and tell you right. And, um, and how much money was at stake? How much money do you think came in and out of the country and still does, by the way? Oh, yeah. Especially with the immigration stuff going on. Just yeah. Who knows what's going back and forth? When... When we were on the border, they would go up high, and the people they traveled with carried guns, and because they were, they had backpacks and they had drugs in the backpack. They it wasn't marijuana. I mean, it was way past marijuana. Yeah, and it was, it was whatever the hell else. So, Bob, who's of all the guys, who's your favorite mobster of all time? <laughs> of all time. All time. Well, you know, I mean, I, obviously, I wasn't alive during the time. You know, Capone has yeah. Capone's really interesting because he he was born and uh, like 1900, and when he became in power, the big guy, he is only like in his early to mid 20s. Height of his power, he's 28 years old. Unbelievable. How about that? Can you imagine that? What Heights everything of his power. that happened. Yeah. Well, all, all but, back back know, in the old, back in the West. I mean, Billy Kidd. How old was he? He's in his twenties. Yeah, you know, younger. They're they're all young guys. You know, nobody lived long. Nope. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I guess I guess by that uh, that particular name only. Uh, uh, Probably he, because you hear so much about him, but the, uh, Luciano and the, the, there's so many people that were involved in. In uh, can I recommend a book? Uh, can I recommend yeah. a book? The book is called it's called Little Man, Meyer Lansky and the Gangster Life. Meyer Lansky. And I am and he, you know, he, he's he's Hyman Roth and uh, the Godfather is Meyer Lansky. That's what I hear. Oh, yeah. pff, without a doubt. And uh, well, I, that's I, a lot about Vegas, too. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, Meyer Lansky w- was 
There's a book called Tough Jews about the Purple Gang and Lansky and oh, yeah. all those guys. And um, Yeah, Purple Gang was out of Detroit. And they, they, and they my were, mother remembers that. Murder Incorporated was also principal where were Jewish guys that ran Murder, Inc. And they were they were the hitters for, you know, the the organized crime guys in New York. But Meyer Lansky, there was, in that book about Lansky, there was this great moment in the book. And they show Meyer Lansky's report card. And the guy had straight A's. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was brilliant. And oh, they're not dumb. No. No. He, he, not Lansky was dumb. real. But he has a, his brother's name was Jake. And there's a story in Vignette when he and the street games are going on all the time, the gambling on the street. And, and Meyer Lansky comes to his brother, Jake, and he said, Jake, I know how to how to beat the games. And Jake said, how? And Meyer said, control them, own them. And, oh, and, and he, that's where he met Lucky Luciano and he met all those guys and they, you know, and 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 that's where, you know, the the whole system begins with uh, Charlie Lucky and, you know, all, and all the all of those guys. But they were like the like general said, they were really smart. Sure. Meyer was way smart. And he's he's Hyman yeah. Roth. And that story about the wiretap, Michael, were bigger than U.S. Steel. That's a real wiretap. That that came from a yeah. wire, what really a, a real wiretap. Well, I'll be interested if you, if you watch this thing and uh, maybe talk about yeah. it in a, in yeah. a future show. I've but read I want to see how this thing is done. The, oh yeah, I have too. I've I've listened to people. You had a couple of people on yeah. there. With the one guy who who said, "Oh no, no." Everybody's talking about Escobar. He goes, "Oh no, 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 not Escobar." There was a woman that started no, the yeah. whole thing. But I can't on. remember who it was that you had on, but that guy was really good. But they're going going after Pablo and killing Pablo. But the rise yeah. of something they were called the Pepe's, the Pepe's, and the yeah, rise of the Pepe's, who, and uh, you didn't you didn't mention Whitey, Whitey Bulger. Whitey, well, Whitey's just a terrible person. Terrible, he was disgusting. He was disgusting. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> Whitey. I got no use for Whitey, but they murdered Whitey. And and I have a friend who's actually didn't take working. Long either. I got he a was only in there for a few minutes. Well, when they found out that Whitey had been an informant too, I mean, yeah. he'd, he'd been a snitch. But they knew that he was going to talk, and um, he was a, he was dead. Did <laughs> they cut his tongue out or something too? And Why do you, I don't know. They just they, I don't. I haven't heard that. I haven't uh-huh. read that. I they just killed him. He's an old man. They killed him. You know how they caught him? This is a, that was the um, is it a base, basement of a garage or something? Well, it? they but the um, woman. Do you remember in Joe Namath when they did the ad, take it off, take it all off, and it was Joe Namath shaving? Yeah. Remember the beautiful woman that was in that ad? She was like Miss Sweden or Miss Norway or something like that. So after 9-11, the FBI puts Whitey back on the list. So she's living in like a Stockholm or something, and she sees it. And she said, well, that's the old man with his wife that walked the dog every day. Oh, my goodness. And she picks up the phone and she calls because there's a reward. And she calls the FBI in, in uh, Washington, D- and they hang up on her. Oh. They, they, she said, I, I know that's Whitey. And I we used to see him and where he lived and everything. And they slammed the phone down. And she hit a call like three times. And she said, I got to get. She said, that's Whitey Bulger. <laughs> And that's and they caught him in the garage. But yeah, yeah. she it was the woman that was in, it was Noxema or something I can't oh, remember. Yeah, yeah but she was medicated one, shave. Take it off, take it all yeah. off. <laughs> and and that was the woman that spotted Whitey Bulger. I got to jump. Thank you, everybody. Everyone, hang on, please. Uh, our friends at law offices of Dan Kaplan. Danny's the only attorney 
in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases and his partners. And they won the largest truck crash jury verdict in Colorado history. The firm's history is seven and eight figure settlements. The verdict speaks for itself. A firm where good people from all walks of life without regard to ability to pay, get the level of representation that even the rich and powerful enjoy. Capitalist law. They believe talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. The capitalist law firm believes who you hire speaks all about you to everybody involved. They suggest you choose a firm that shares your values. The firm believes its core values have been the foundation of historic success, integrity, hard work, and dedication to righteous causes. If you need Danny's help, and he's helped my family, 303-770-5551, or hit dancaplislaw.com. Danny's last name, of course, is C-A-P-L-I-S, 303 303- Seven seven zero fifty five fifty one. News Talk seven ten KNUS. Now we're talking. Saturday morning, everyone. The twenty seventh morning of January, twenty twenty four. All my outlaw friends are here. We're going to Biker Expo. I promised I'd bring this up real quick. And if you watch that on KRDO, the uh, Colorado Springs station, a warrant, and they're looking for this motorcycle guy who. <laughs> it was took him 20 minutes to get from Colorado Springs to Denver and back, and he was doing 150 miles an hour. And that video is just amazing. And so I'd always heard the story about the gentleman's agreement, sport bikes restricted to 186 miles an hour, and Augusta broke that. General, you saw that. Um, that guy was cooking on that bike. Yeah, he was cooking. I, I watched the video and... Uh you know, in some states, it's legal to ride between cars in the lanes. I don't know if there's a speed limit to that or not, say. but you see that in California all the time. Cutting lanes down, yeah, down the middle, yes. Down the middle. But this guy's doing it at 150 miles an hour on I-25. It's crazy. It's a video. You can look it up on YouTube or whatever, but, uh, boy, it, it is eye-watering what he was doing. They're looking for him now, and they they think he's from Texas. Yeah. And then they said he's got no plate. Well, of course he's got no plate. That was my point. <laughs> Why would he have plates? But how do they know he didn't have plates? Because he didn't. They saw him. I mean, who they, did? Well, you've got to believe other people when they want to yeah. start cutting through. Yeah. Didn't he post it? He did post it. Yeah. And it's and so I had to read this, and the the, the gentleman's agreement with sport bike builders, uh, Kawasaki and all those guys, and this was a Kawasaki he was riding, and. Uh, they agreed at 186 miles an hour. I wonder what that. What's unique about that? Why 186? 186. And Why not 185? I mean, what's yeah? That's what I'm saying. What's the deal? What's all arbitrary? Yeah. And then uh, Augusta uh, broke the gentleman's agreement, and then these young kids that are young kids that are buying them, they they rechipped them and they did stuff to them. They can. Yeah. They go. How fast have you gone on a motorcycle? About 110 in Wyoming. One of those long stretches going up to Sturgis where there's nothing in sight, you know. How fast have you gone? 115. 115. See? That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. That was enough. And and did you get... I got caught. Did, did no. You, I, get caught. I got caught. I didn't do it very long. I just wanted to wrap it up and see what it felt like, you know. <laughs> Great show. We're in the wind. Lou Gonzalez, thank you very much. The MC Expo's here. And we'll be back here next Saturday morning. We'll do it again. Our new start time is at 10 o'clock. 
Now, I love the topic. Have you ever been arrested? And <laughs> reaction to that. All right, Lou, have you been ever been arrested? Uh, sir, I can't say that I have. I'm a bit of a lame when it comes to that. <laughs> You've never been arrested. He didn't say that. He said, I can't say. Oh, he's not allowed. <laughs> his, his, his license at stake. And uh, play some music, buddy. Did you find, did you find uh, Smuggler's Blues? Okay, we'll play it next week. They hide it up in Telluride. I got about 25 different people who sent me that. That's the line about being smugglers. Lou, how well, much time? Butch and the gang were down there in Telluride area, too, you know. Butch, Butch and the Sundance and Kid. Sundance Kid, yeah. And I believe they died in Bolivia until recently. I don't believe that I'm anymore. not sure anymore. Well, it's because of a book you gave me. That's right. Funny. People are saying they've seen him. That's right. Yeah. The, the history of Wyoming. Yeah. All right, everybody. See you next week. Thank you very much, Lou. Good job. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.